All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Some revelations and some changes in our non-monogamous world that we're going to be sharing with you today. And of course, a very sexy retelling. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an ever-growing community of sex-positive people that are looking for other sex-positive people. So if you're looking for a date, if you're looking for an event, if you just want to start making friends in your area that maybe understand your non-monogamous journey a little bit better, Cassidy is the perfect place to go. And the best part is that listeners of our show can try it free for 30 days. You can get on, check out all of the features, check out the communities, the events tab, and so much more, all for free for an entire month. When you go to frontporchswingers.com, that's our website, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on that Cassidy banner. When you do so, you're also going to get invitations to our two Cassidy community front porch swingers with all of our behind the scenes info on the podcast and events as well as vegas hot wives so if you're interested in traveling to vegas for some hot wife fun you'll see a lot of it there so we hope that you love cassidy as much as we do so this has been an interesting week of self-reflection and some changes, maybe not even changes, but just some new things kind of popping up in our lives. Yeah, I think just kind of, uh, as you mentioned, just a redirecting our focus and energies and really determining what is the most important things to us on a daily basis and how to achieve them. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing. Also, I finally became uh, successful with meeting a gentleman and having a fucking date, which has taken forever. Yes. Forever. Well, okay, but has it really taken forever? Because how long have you actually been trying? Like, Uh, really trying? uh, On and off since we got to Vegas. But, of course, I get frustrated. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, that's, you know, 50 guys. I'm done. I can't fucking deal with it anymore. And then I leave it alone for a couple of weeks or a month. And then I'll try it again. And, man, what a fucking chore. This It it really (laughs) is a chore. It, It is. So, finally, I had a great fucking meeting. We had coffee. And, I mean, what a connection. Super fucking guy. Normal. A massage. He's a masseuse. I got a fucking massage. Yeah. Like a legit massage. Legit. Not like, oh, I want to give you a massage. No, but... legit massage. I mean, it was, yeah, 100%. Also, because I hurt my fucking back. It was great. I felt so good after that. So, yeah, it was a phenomenal fucking session. It's a great date. And I'm going to see him again for sure. So it's taken so fucking long. But, and I said this to somebody who reached out to me about, you know, what my life was like trying to live in the pansexual, bisexual life here. And I said, man, you know, I shit on it a lot. It takes a lot of fucking effort. It's a tremendous amount of work to find a guy that makes sense for you or me for that matter. But when you do, it really does make it all worth it. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, all my efforts weren't in vain. That, that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm both happy for you and also turned on, if we're going to be honest. Do you think that's me fetishizing a little bit? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends on what it is that turns you on about the concept. Well, I just think that two men together are very sexy. I don't know. I just think it's a hot concept. Well, I don't think that's necessarily a fetishizing type thing. You well, that's know? good. Because no. I am turned on by it. I'm more turned on by the idea of you being with a man than I am with you being with a woman at this point. Well, just to be honest. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, I well, maybe it's because it's it doesn't happen as often as we would like it to. Well, I would like it to. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. I think it's also just something that's a little bit outside of, quote unquote, the norm. Like, you know what I mean? We've been in the wor- world of non-monogamy long enough and you've hooked up with enough women that that doesn't seem, <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like that's become our normal lives versus like doing something that's a little bit more out there in terms of what people think is like normal. Well, I think it's a level of uh, an extended level of expression that is not ordinarily tapped into. Exactly. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Not certainly. Listen, not easily. I I say that if you're a bisexual man, pansexual man, if you're other other than heteronormative in this space and you want to have sex, it's not complicated. (laughs) It's not I think fucking we complicated. That last week, you can literally do it any hour of the day Look, on the hour for the rest of your if life. If you don't give a fuck where it happens or with whom 
or when, anytime you want. Yep. Any fucking time you want. <laughs> if you really want to put something together that makes sense for you and to meet someone that you're compatible with, that you enjoy chatting with, who you have things you in common with. their company and yes. you actually like the way they smell. That's a whole <laughs> nother thing, man. Yeah, that, it's not easy. It's just not fucking easy. But if sex or male-to-male contact of some kind is your goal, shit, you can do that at drop of a hat. Yeah. That's no fucking struggle whatsoever. Probably easier than a woman can. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. But if you want it to, to be something that maybe is ongoing and you want to have, you know, again, have something in common with them, man, but... It's fucking tough. Yeah. I'm, look, finally, it happened. All good. I struggle with why it's so fucking difficult. I really do. Well, all that matters is that it happened. It did. You don't have to focus on the negative. Focus nope. on the positive of it. Nope, I'm not. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. We also uh, determined that there's some fantasies you want to fulfill. Yes. And so we talked about that last night for the past couple of days and trying to, I'm trying to determine, of course, how to make all of these things happen because some of them are a little bit more intricate than others, let's face it. And it's going to take a little bit of work. But we have decided that we are going to, I don't want to say that that our playtime or that our free time or our personal time is in any way going to overshadow work time because it's been quite the opposite leading up to up to this point but we're definitely going to find a balance we've got to get to that 50 50 balance and i think we figured out how to do it last night so provided we follow along with that plan i think i'll have enough time to put all of this in motion yeah i want to have some slutty moments but i want them to have meaning like i want them to be things that i'm excited about that you're excited about that we can talk about leading up to them when you and i are playing together i mean that's the greatest joy to me in hot wifing period is when you and i are in bed together talking about something that's getting ready to happen or that we both want to have happen right and it's just this fucking fuel cell in our bedroom that's just powering everything and it's animalistic and that's what i want all the time well i also think that a lot of times we forget well i guess it's it's easy for us to forget right because we've got so much going on and we have so many awesome experiences and it gets lost in the in the fodder but it's easy to forget how intense our reconnection is after something that has taken place that was really like mind blowing. Yeah, and also right? new. I think that's part of it for us. For yeah, me, for anyway, you, for sure. I am turned on by newness and variety yeah. Yeah. and creativity in the bedroom. Yeah. And so that's really what I'm kind of gearing my non-monogamous world towards right now is like what are the things that turn me on and how can we make them happen? And right. I th- I'm just so excited for what's coming up. I mean, I, even today I just feel more invigorated talking about the lifestyle than we have in a while. And it's not to say that we haven't been having great sex with amazing people because, of course, we have. It's just about stepping outside of the box a little bit more, which I know sounds weird because we're already fucking non-monogamous, but well, there's something still, to it. There's No, there absolutely is because, you know, like we talked about, we mentioned it on our, our bonus episode. We do a great job of forming groups and friends and friend groups and these kind of communities and pockets of people that we want to be around. And when we do that, a lot of times we absolutely shut off everybody else. Yeah. Like we once we have gotten ourselves together with a group of people like we have here, this amazing group, we rarely step outside of it or really don't allow as many people in as we should. Now, we've done that. You certainly have as of late. You've got some amazing play partners. As I said, I just met a, a great guy, but the the truth is we we tend to covet all of that so much that we don't step outside of it. Yeah. And that's what we have to do more of. And I, I think based on our what we came up with last night, I think we can and, and will. I mean, there's no question about it. Look, we're going to do things that are, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it's one of those things where you and I, me especially, I could easily look at an, an idea or an opportunity and, and say, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And then kind of get to like the 11th hour and be like, ah, I don't want to do that. No, I want to be uncomfortable. I yeah. want my heart to be racing. I want to walk into a situation and be like, oh my fucking God, is this going to work out? Is it not going to work out? Is this person going to be attracted to me? That anxiety is part of what makes all of this fun and sexy to me. That's what I want. I want the unknown. Well, that's just it. So we talked about this. What we've got right now is a lot of the known. 
We have all the known. And that's great. But right. I want both. Yeah. Because well, because we get so comfortable with it and it's so much fun. And it's it's just kind of like it just flows and it's fluid and there's no drama, right? There's no fucking drama. And then it's like, well, shit, we we potentially maybe missed out on a few things because we weren't looking for it. Yeah. You know? So let me explain a little bit more about what that means for me, because I think to put this into context, the gentleman that I played with, was it last episode? Yes. The amazing man that I named Leo, which, by yes. the way, he liked that name. And also <laughs> when I was editing the episode, I realized how much I dig this guy because I actually cared what he thought about the name that we provided. And I was all nervous about it. Yeah. And I saw the pictures and the videos, which were fucking amazing. Yeah, so, you did after we recorded yeah. the episode. And yeah, so I mean, this is a gentleman that I'm talking about kind of developing some level of a kink relationship with. We talked about, you know, potentially him flogging me. We talked about some other kind of more BDSM elements. And my heart races when I when he and I talk about those things. And right. I get wet, which of course is a good sign. Never but a bad I, sign. Well, no, but it's not often that that happens. Even if I'm texting someone and it's like, oh, I'm excited to see them. I know the sex is going to be great. It's different than like this feeling of, oh, my God, my heart is racing and all I can think about is fulfilling whatever it is he and I are discussing in that moment. Right. That's what I want. And I'm really excited that he and I are doing that. I think he's an amazing, sexy fucking man who I would have so much fun going down that road with. Yeah. Listen, I, I like him. As I said before, I think he's awesome. It really just a solid, solid guy. And I appreciate that about him. And so, yeah, from that perspective, there's every reason to be excited. At the same time, you and I could very quickly fall into a situation where if that becomes a thing, you're not focusing on anything else, just that thing. Now, the good news is he doesn't live here. No, I think it's impossible for me to focus on just that. Right. So from that perspective, it works out really well. Yeah. Right. And and there's that anticipation, that, that anticipatory buildup before you get to see him because he lives in California. So th- a lot of that kind of plays into this thing working better, I think, because yeah. it, you, you're Just being forced. more exciting. Well, yeah, and we're also forced to not not kind of count on the regular and the routine. Right. We get to step outside of that, and, and that's really what I'm trying to focus on, or you and I came up with last night in an attempt to, to focus on those things, really for no other reason other than for our personal enjoyment. You know, we've got, like I said, I think we're, we're probably 70-30 up until this point with work versus our personal time, and I, we got to get to that 50-50 mark. That's yeah. what we need to do. And I think we're, we've are we got a pretty good plan to do it. So hopefully it will all work out and we're going to have a really a good fucking time doing some shit we wouldn't ordinarily do. Yes. You know? I'm so excited for that. Even, I'm beaming right now. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but maybe you can hear it in my voice. I'm just reinvigorated by the conversations we've been having. And it's so good to be in this spot with you. Yeah. I think literally it's going to be like throwing a dart at a, uh, you know, at a board. We are just going to look at some things that are going on in our area that we ordinarily would just be like, oh, I don't want to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, because we're the fucking worst. Did that? Oh, we we're are the worst. worst. Hey, do you want to get dressed and get all dolled up and go to this event, or would you rather sit here and work for the next two hours and then maybe we watch a movie? Well, the worst. We are the worst at that. The problem, the worst thing about Vegas is that everything is last fucking minute. Yeah. Literally last minute. And so, we're planners. Yeah. So it's not like you can just call us at a fucking nine o'clock at night and be, hey, there's a fucking event going on at ten. You guys want to come? Because by that point, I'm checked out. Yeah, we're in you know? pajamas. Yeah, I'm done, man. We're I got my robe on. Fucking ninety day fiance. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's a wrap. The day's over. We worked eight fucking hours, and I'm I'm done. You know, way more than eight usually. Yeah. So, you know, what, now it's like fuck it. If something happens, if something con- somebody contacts us, or there's an opportunity, especially if it's something we wouldn't ordinarily do, or someplace we wouldn't ordinarily go, with some exceptions, there are some places we're not fucking going, but. We're gonna we're just gonna step out there and do it if we think it makes any level of sense for us. Yeah. Even if it's an opportunity to meet people we wouldn't ordinarily meet for the sake of meeting them. Yeah. You know, we just gotta start doing that shit. That's what it is. It just to, to get ourselves out of not a not necessarily a rut because it really isn't. We have a lot of unique experiences, but we are definitely It's a routine. It's, yeah, we ha- well, we have a pattern. Right. Yes. We have a pattern and we gotta break that pattern. I agree. Yep. I think, I mean, we've said it perfectly before. We have the luxury of designing our lives. So why would we not design our lives to be as adventurous and full of variety as humanly possible? 
It, no, that's what sure. I want. That's what I want for both of us. I think that's what will have us in our rocking chairs a few years apart, looking back going, More fuck yes, we lived a life that was worth living. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on any more opportunities. If there's a way for us to capitalize on something in some way or form or fashion, then we're going to do it. Now, we also had a conversation about some things that we're not entirely sure make sense for us. And it's almost like we're talking ourselves into it because we feel like we have to. I also don't necessarily want to do that either. Oh, God, no. You know? No, because then in the lifestyle, especially you fall into this rut of we're going to talk ourselves into playing with people that we don't really want to play with. That we never do. We're going to spend time with people that don't add any real value to our lives. Like those are the the pitfalls you fall into when you have that mindset. Or like you just mentioned, and we didn't talk about this last night when we actually brought up the topic of going to this one particular event that we were discussing. You mentioned it. It's like if we do, it's almost like we are supporting something we don't believe in. Right. And didn't have a we didn't have a good feeling about it. It didn't make sense for us when we went the first time. And it's like we're we're supporting something that we have no, you know, no belief in whatsoever. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So I think for me, then it's a no. I, I think we need to not do that particular thing. So what thing. we need to do is chase adventure with authenticity in mind. That's well, what it really comes down well, to. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, and we've done a really good job of that. You know, we'll step off the ledge once in a while. You know, listen, here's the here's the truth. Had we not stepped off the ledge blindly the, the, when we first got here to Vegas, we wouldn't have met the amazing people that we have met. Yeah. Because that... All the bi people at the penthouse. Well, and that's the that's a perfect example of why we need to do that more often because yeah. that's what we did. Yep. We, were not, we weren't looking to do that. We, that. we were reached out to. That wasn't something that we planned. It was very literally last minute. It but was, we said yes to it. Yeah. It was clandestine. It was weird. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it worked out fucking great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we need to do a little bit more of that. Now, I don't imagine that every situation <laughs> is going to turn out that awesome. Not every scenario is going to be us walking into a giant pen house with a bunch of hot people yeah but when you think about how it, the whole thing started though right because yeah, we, we got to see a whole lot of shit we wouldn't ordinarily have seen probably or at least not for a period of time we did it pretty quick like within a week of being here you know so yeah i think uh you know there's something to be said for just saying fuck it and, and you know we're just going to throw caution to the wind and hit it so i must get to single guy tip of the week because i've been thinking about it for days now okay, okay. so here's the thing there are a lot of events out there that have the ability for you to see who is attending those events beforehand, yes, right? Yes. And I think that there's a lot of value in it. I mean, on our site, you can do For that. Sure. On Cassidy, you can typically do that depending on what the event is. And I think that there are a couple of ways that can be a benefit. One is you can start to reach out to people and network with them a little bit ahead of time. And the second part is I always like to know that I am not completely outside of the realm of who else is going. You know what I mean? Like there's some comfort in being like, okay, there's people my age going right. or, you know, there's people that aren't all size twos going or whatever right for single guys especially i think that there is a right way and a wrong way to use those guest lists ahead of time for sure there are okay so for example we are rsvp to an event in june and there is a gentleman who is not technically a single guy but he plays very much as a single guy who saw that we were going on cassidy and reached out to me on our on my personal cassidy profile okay okay and he was like hey i see that you're going to the same event that i am in june i'm you know signed up with my partner but we play completely separately and i just find you really attractive and maybe we can spend some time together at this particular event okay if that had been it that would have been great. Honestly, that is a, okay. that's a perfect way to go about it. Just letting you know I'm going to be there. Maybe there's some interest on your end. If we happen to bump into each other, maybe we can have a chat or have a drink together or whatever, right? right? I responded back with, oh, well, thank you so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Maybe we'll bump into each other. Of course, he then has to turn it into this whole thing of us trying to find time to meet and schedule something while we're there so that he can buy me a drink and then follows it up with, because I'd love for you to sit on my face. So it's like... Okay. See, that's... Uh, you jumped the shark. You know what I mean? You jumped the shark. Why do you have to do that? There's so much wrong with that. First of all, I think trying to schedule out a vacation that's happening two months from now is a horrible idea, especially if it's a lifestyle trip, because anyone will tell you once you actually get to a resort or you get to a large lifestyle takeover or whatever, you lose all track of time. Oh, yeah. You start talking to people. You start playing with people. 
going in with this very stringent idea of a schedule and when you're going to meet people, I think is literally the worst thing that you can possibly do. But the second part of it is as a woman, I am so creeped out now. Like if I see him at this this event, I will walk in the other direction. Well, the, the thing that gets me, it always strikes me. We're going, we're talking about a lifestyle event. I think we all understand for the most part, what it is that potentially can happen at such an event, yes. right? So the idea that you have to spell out before you ever lay eyes on each other face-to-face or have any kind of real cogent conversation other than a, hey, how are you, really enjoy your pictures kind of thing, when you have to say something like, I really want you to sit on my face, I, listen, you are stretching. It doesn't even make sense because the truth of the matter is what he doesn't understand or can't comprehend is if you guys actually hit it off and everything was super fucking hot and simpatico, you would sit on his face. You wouldn't have to ask. <laughs> so I really don't understand why we got to go down that road. It's like the guys that reach out and are like, oh, I, I really love to see your wife's, uh, you know, my cock in your wife's mouth. I bet you would. And that's a possibility had you not just said that. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with we you? We all know why we're there. You're right. We're adults going to a lifestyle party. We all know yeah. why we're there. There's only one reason to be there. You do not have to spell out all of the dirty things we could potentially do with each other. Just allow them to happen naturally. Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe for a large majority or a large percentage percentage of people. I don't know. Maybe that's erotic. I don't know. I don't believe that for a fucking second. I think it's creepy. I think it's overstepping boundaries. It's I think fucking it is weird. odd. Yeah. I don't know why people, especially men, feel the fucking need to do that. Well, I just don't get it. I'll I'll, I'll, make, I'll personalize this for you. As you know, I am corresponding with uh, a gal who is a coupled lady that they're coming here to Vegas. Uh, in a couple of weeks and they want to meet, right? She wants to play with me. And I believe it's a kind of a solo deal, but you know, they're a hot wife couple and you know, that kind of thing. He originally reached out to me. We had some conversation. He asked if he could pass my contact information onto his wife so that she and I could communicate because according to him, what works for her in terms of building a connection is just that chatting with someone digitally, getting to know them through that kind of level of communication, determining if, the, if there's a sense of humor, if there, you know, whatever compatibility. So I've been doing that now for a couple of weeks, right? And it has never gotten to anything close to, I cannot wait for you to sit on my face. These are, hey, good morning. Hope you're having a great day. What have you been up to? How was your weekend? And I'm letting her dictate that pace. I wouldn't, I could not imagine just throwing out there, hey, by the way, I know you're going to be here at the end of the month and I cannot wait to put my cock in your mouth. <laughs> I, I could never type that out. I just couldn't do it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I would think you were fucking abducted by aliens if you said something like that. Yeah, if like I that. said to you, hey, look what I, look, look what I wrote, you'd be like, what like, the what fuck the is wrong with you? Fuck, who kidnapped you? Yeah, what are you doing? I would never do that. So I don't get that. I don't understand that compulsion that guys have. You yeah. know, you go from, from zero to a hundred, like instantly, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Great pictures to, well, you sit on my face. Like, how did we get there? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, use those, those guest lists wisely. I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out to people ahead of time and letting them know that there's some level of interest. That's there. what it's for. There there would have been nothing wrong with him being like, as we got closer to the event, by the way, I know that we talked about a month ago, I'm going to be at this event. You know, if you happen to run into me, I'm going to be in the guy, the guy in the orange shorts. I'd love to buy you a drink or something yeah. like that. There are so many respectful ways to go about it. that are not these like creepy overstepping messages. So just think about that when you're reaching out to people, period. But especially when you're going to be in the same place as them in a sexually charged environment. I think men very rarely think about how creepy they come off. Obviously. They obviously don't really think about the creep factor and it's unnecessary. Like I said, we're all going to a lifestyle event. I think we've all got a pretty good fucking handle on what it is that's going to happen there. You know, potentially there's no other reason to be going. It's, you know, it's a takeover. So I don't think that that's necessary. I just don't see it. I don't see why guys have to do that. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that. Just do better. So I am very excited to retell my story today because this is a unique one, not in terms of the person, because you guys have heard about him on our show before, but more so in terms of how everything kind of laid out, I guess, how everything rolled out. It was very kind of effortless in a way that surprised me. And I've been thinking about it ever since it happened. Well, it's a first for us also. It's a first. It's also a, it really is a showing of, in my opinion, friendship oh, 100%. and comfort. Trust. 
on top of being really fucking hot. So we're going to lay all of that out for you guys shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Permescent. Listen, there are so many men out there that struggle with premature ejaculation, and it is nothing to be ashamed of. And there are amazing products out there like Permescent's Delay Spray that can really help you in ensuring that you last longer for your partners, which is especially important in the lifestyle because you might be playing with more than one person, and you also really want to be impressive to the people that you're engaging with. Permescent's Delay Spray has an amazing absorption technology. You spray it on, you wait a few minutes, and then you go to play and you're not transferring it to your partner, which is eliminating a lot of the point of a delay spray. We just think it is such a high quality product. And even if you don't suffer from PE and you just want to extend your sexy bedroom playtime, the delay spray and Permescent's new delay wipes are great options. You can check them out along with all of Permescent's other products by heading over to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. We have so many events coming up, you guys, and a lot of different types of events. So, for example, this coming Thursday here in just a couple of days, we have our flagship event, the Real Hot Wives of Las Vegas, returning to Playhouse LV. That is Thursday the 21st, and every third Thursday of the month, we're going to be back at Playhouse LV for that event. So if you're coming into Vegas or you live in the Vegas area, we would love for you to join us for one of those. We also have a brand new type of event that we are so thrilled to be hosting. The Vault, again in conjunction with Playhouse LV, is an event specifically for the bi folks. Those of you who are bi couples, bi singles, etc. that are looking to explore a sex positive venue, we would love for you to join us for The Vault, which is happening the first Thursday of every single month. And you can find all of those events at members.frontporchswingers.com. Also, don't forget, we have Podbash coming up. Fucking Podbash. Cannot wait. I think we're 178 days away. Yeah, we've got a countdown going. That's how excited we are. So Podbash is an amazing event that happens at Secrets Hideaway in Kissimmee, Florida. We have a ton of other lifestyle podcasters that are coming and it is just a fucking party. It's a chance for us to be by the pool, be in the Florida sun, have some amazing night parties and just enjoy each other's company. It's a great way to meet a bunch of ridiculously cool people from across the country and even some international folks coming this time. Yes. So if you would like to join us there, you can find the information at podbashevent.com and that is happening October 13th through the 17th. Yeah, you do not want to miss that. If you are only going to one lifestyle event in 2022, I absolutely recommend Podbash. Really, it is just a fucking party and we are going with some amazing people, old friends, new friends, just fucking amazing people. Yes, we hope to see you at one of our events during 2022. So I think there's a lot of uniqueness to the story that we're going to tell today. It is something that we've never really done before. And I've been thinking about it a lot since it happened because while it was incredibly hot, it was also interesting in terms of how all of the components came together. And I it just speaks a lot to friendship, in my opinion, and comfort. So we're going to talk about that. And I think we need to give a little bit of behind the scenes or pretense to the story as well, because what happened was we had flown from New York to Phoenix and we were in Phoenix. We kind of took a half day of like rest and relaxation. And then you woke up the next morning and you went to the gym and you hurt your fucking back. And it's been bad ever since, really. Yeah. uh, Well, up until today, which uh, ironically, it's it feels better because I hurt my fucking bicep tendon. So I just replaced one pain with another. I've done a great job. Yeah. So I'm just a fucking idiot. So, (laughs) well, okay. So first of all, what happened was we had our event in Phoenix We flew from New York to Phoenix. For those of you who listen, some of you know, I don't fly well. I don't like it. So I take something to help me sleep on the plane. I took more than I normally would because the fucking flight was five and a half hours. So the following day, I was still feeling drowsy. Plus, I hurt my back. Right. And I literally was in so much fucking pain, I could barely stand up straight. So I was trying to stay as flat on my back as I could and just trying to rest. So the so entire thing was kind of a clusterfuck. Our friends, Nick and Nicole, were coming to the Phoenix event with us. And we had planned ahead of time to get an adjoining room with them in yes. a hotel that was very close to the venue. And that was really interesting for us because obviously we're very social people. We like being around people. 
people. But we're also both the kind of people that like when we're done with the socializing and the fun, we want our space. Yeah, we're done. So the fact that we even thought to get an adjoining room with them speaks volumes about how much we enjoy being around these people. I'll just say that much. Yeah. I mean, I can think like right now I'm rattling through my head the number of couples that or even singles that we would be able to do that with successfully. It's not a huge number. It's very small. No. And most of those people will be a pie bash. But that's a very small number. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone was kind of special. But I think the whole reason we got adjoining rooms, if we're being real, is because they were coming in a day early, a day before the event. Yes. And I think that we kind of assumed we were going to do some swapping back and forth and it would have just been easy. We would have had multiple beds to kind of do our thing. That was definitely the plan in mind going into this. Oh, for sure. We all thought this was going to be, you know. Sex fest. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to be running in and out of each room. Like that was, that's what everybody envisioned, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, I'm completely on my fucking back and Nicole wasn't feeling great. When right. she got there. So that was really interesting because there was this moment of like, okay, are we going to play? Are we not going to play? Is cer- are certain people going to play and others aren't? It was made very evident. We had gone to lunch and then we ran a couple of errands and you were getting worse as the day was going on yeah, rather than better. better. No. So I just kept thinking to myself, there's no way that Brian's going to play. So what does this look like now? And I think with most other couples, this would have been a fucking issue. Oh, for sure it would have been. Again, if listen, I think back, I go back to the first couple, second couple you and I were with in the lifestyle. We did something similar to this. We didn't have adjoining rooms, but we drove 45 minutes away. They drove 45 minutes away from the other direction. We met in, in a very cool town, not too far from where we lived, and got hotel rooms in the same hotel. Right. For the purposes of going to dinner and then playing later. As anyone who's listened to that episode knows, it was not the best experience and it was super <laughs> fucking awkward. It was a fucking train wreck. Not for me. I had fun. You had a great time. But it was a, it was really fucking awkward. And we didn't know them that well. We'd only met them once before. And we knew right after that, after that experience, we're like, okay, we're not doing that again. Well, let's just be real. It's also part of the reason we don't do the full swap thing with couples no. hardly ever because it is really difficult for if one of us has a connection with one of them and the other one doesn't have a connection having that awkward conversation of like well one of us is interested but the other isn't and it just becomes such a fucking you know it sucks all of the eroticism out of it because it's awkward and you have to have these weird uncomfortable conversations yes and the fact that it's not like that with nick and nicole just speaks volumes because what ended up happening is Nick was flirting with me throughout the day. In fact, when we went to lunch, you and I were sitting next to each other. And at first, Nicole slid in by me and Nick was on the other end. And Nicole made some comment about, oh, I think you probably want to sit next to Brenna, don't you? Yeah, they moved seats. He was like, yeah, I I do want to sit next to her. So they swapped seats. He was then sitting next to me. And throughout lunch, he and I are touching on each other. I'm rubbing on his leg. I'm kind of rubbing on his arm. He's doing the same to me. And it was very clear that both of us wanted each other. For sure. And again, it could have been very fucking awkward because you were not in a position to play. Well, I was, look, all I wanted to do was get the fuck out of there and lay down. Nicole wasn't feeling great anyway because they had they drove from uh, Vegas obviously to Phoenix and for whatever reason she was she was feeling a little under the weather so she wasn't super you know perky and I just wanted to fucking get out of there so you guys were flirting it up and I knew when we got back to the hotel. I was done for. Like, I needed to lay down because we had a fucking event the following day and a lot of shit to do. And as the day is going on, I'm feeling worse. Yeah. So here's what's going through my head. You, We get to the hotel. Our door is open. So the adjoining room door is open. In yeah, we got words. a propped open. So yeah. we can look into their room. They can look into our room. And the three of us, as in me and Nick and Nicole, are kind of standing in the doorway talking. And Nick is giving me some eyes. And it's clear that he wants me. And I want him. But I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know exactly how this is going to work out. Obviously, we could do a threesome situation, but the three of us have never really done that before. And I didn't know how she was going to feel about that. And so I loved it. I absolutely loved this. Nick took me aside and he was like, 
I would love to play with just you. If you're interested in that, we can ask Nicole if she wants to join us too, whatever you're comfortable with. And I was like, well, whatever everyone wants to do. And to my surprise, Nicole was like, actually, I'm just going to go lay down with Brian. Yeah, she, she. I was already on the bed. So I got I got undressed pretty much, laid on the bed. And then she came in and laid down next to me. She's like, they're going to play. I'm like, okay, cool. I, so all of the stress is off of me because I'm not I'm not letting anybody down. I'm not you know making anybody uncomfortable. She laid down and literally she touched me. I was on my back. She laid on her right side to face me. She touched my arm. She had her hand on my arm and she was asleep. And then I just probably passed out pretty quickly after that. Although intermittently, of course, I can hear you guys because <laughs> the doors are open. So I go into the restroom and I change into this piece of lingerie, this little white piece of lingerie. And I go into the room and I just loved how everything just kind of fell into place really effortlessly. And, and like I said, zero awkwardness, which was so fucking nice. So we go into the room, we shut the door so that you guys can rest a little bit. But there was definitely a part of my brain the entire time that's thinking, are they going to be hearing us? Is Brian going to be listening in at all? And there, that was exciting for me well sure well i know for sure and of course we talked about it later nicole could hear you guys a little bit as well and i think had i not been completely just fucking wiped out she would probably have tried to wake me up i think it was kind of her plan but she really wasn't feeling good so she just laid there and kind of listened and then fell back asleep and then i would get up occasionally and i'd hear something and go oh it's them like i wouldn't know exactly what i was listening to until i you know took a second to kind of you know shake the dust off and it was obviously you guys playing and so, so that was the background to this entire thing yeah. i'm playing with him thinking that both his partner and my partner are probably hearing some of this for sure that that fuels me like fucking crazy. I don't necessarily love being watched. I mean, it's okay for me. Yeah, me either. I would so much rather be listened to. There is something that is so sexy to me about that. That idea of like a semi-mysterious experience where I'm not 100% sure that someone can hear, but I'm hoping they can hear and I'm wondering what they're thinking. And that is so fucking hot to me. Well, I, you and I talked about it. It's one of the things that I forget a lot of times how hot that was when, you know, when we would play early on or you would play early on and I would be able to listen but not see there's something fucking erotic about that because I can almost go through my mind the positions that you're in or the things that you're doing and I don't know how, whether I'm right or wrong but at least in my mind I am and then you kind of paint your own picture of what's going on yes. that was I mean it's some of the hottest experiences well the last time I got to experience that was your birthday when we yeah. had the threesome with Nicole and then I gave you guys some alone time right. and went and sat in the living room and that experience was replaying through my mind through this whole thing too of I got to be on the other side of it and I'm wondering if you are as turned on as I am. Of course, your back hurts. So I, you know, it is one of those things that I knew you probably weren't getting as much satisfaction out of it as you could have, but it was still exciting to me. Whether you were into it or not, I was excited by the what ifs. Well, the truth is, had I been 100%, it would have been really fucking hot because likely it would have been myself and Nicole playing simultaneously. Yeah, that would have been hot. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely would have been. And so from that perspective, it's, it's smoking hot. But in that particular instance... I was down for the count. Well, I didn't care. I had a fucking blast. I mean, of course, I cared you were down for the count, but I allowed myself to push through yeah, you and have through. some very hot sex with Nick. So one of the things I'll say is Nick is a very just sensual man. He understands how his touch impacts you. I've, I've really come to learn that about him. For example, he understands where to touch and how. He is much softer around my neck and kind of around my clavicle and around my tits than he is, for example, when he grabs me around the waist. And he understands that. He understands the impact that he has when he's touching me. There is something very experienced about that, I guess, to me. Yeah, there's, well, it's an understanding and it's an awareness. He understands what he's doing. And after you got, I mean, you guys have played, obviously, a number of times. We all have. He has a, a really good handle on what it is that's going to work for you in, in a, any particular instance. So we're making out with each other. He's touching me in all the right places in just the right ways. And I remember I was already moaning before anything really sexual even happened. And then there was this moment where we're making out with each other and he reached down between my legs and just very lightly started playing with my pussy and I was already getting so wet and there is something very naughty about the thought of like 
already having wetness on somebody's hand while they're just like barely touching me. Yeah, that's a. I mean, obviously, all that says is that this is going to be fucking insane. Yeah, I'm totally into it. And I am showing you that as you're touching me. And yeah, I mean, just that aesthetic representation of my arousal is I don't know. I, there is something very just special about that to me. So I liked that. He's fingering me. I can tell that I am getting his hand wet. I am wet in between my legs. And he very quickly said that he wanted me to lay down so that he could go down on me. We've talked many times. I've talked many times, I should say, about how amazing his oral skills are. I will also say, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but Nick is somebody who sometimes he's very clean shaven and other times he has some gruff. I like the gruff. I like feeling it against my legs. I like kind of feeling it on my pussy lips while he's down there. So he has specifically told me that he keeps his face a little bit more gruff when he knows that he's going to play with me or the possibility of playing with me is on the table as kind of this extra treat for me. And I just think that is wonderful. I am so enticed by that idea that he is doing that for me yeah listen it's an added bonus right of being able to play with someone that knows you and understands you and respects you nicole and wants me to have an amazing experience to the point that they think about those little things nicole has told me many times i mean one of the reasons obviously she answers the door with lingerie on is because she knows i like it yeah you know i mean there's something to that i love that so he's going down on me i'm feeling all the gruff i'm also running my hands through his hair i'm not sure i've ever actually described Nick's hair on the show, but he has fabulous hair. Yeah, he's got like movie star hair. Yeah, it's just like quaffed in just the perfect way. And no matter what he's doing, whether we're fucking like crazy or he's outside in the wind or whatever, it just looks and feels perfect at all times. I don't know how he fucking pulls it off. Yeah, he's got that George Clooney thing going on. I'm not quite sure. It's even better than George Clooney. It's like Brad Pitt in the 90s kind of hair. Yeah, it's very cool. It's fucking awesome. And I love running my fingers through it and I'm kind of tugging on it just a little bit and almost kind of like grinding my pussy into his mouth so I can feel the gruff just a little bit more and it is this very connected moment of like he's giving me so much pleasure he's making me come and I'm touching him as much as I possibly can we're just having all of this physical contact and there's so much energy going on and so I came twice while he was eating me out and then it was one of those moments of like okay we have all of this energy that's being built up I must have your cock out now I'm pretty sure when you were when he was going down on you at one point, I'm fairly certain that I woke up because I could hear you guys. And I know you make very distinct sounds. And I have a feeling that that was what was going on in that moment that I kind of, you know, opened my eye basically to see what was going on around me. I was a little disoriented, but I could hear you. And I'm pretty sure that that's what was happening because you have a very distinct sound as opposed to when you're having an orgasm from penetration. <laughs> I love that you know me like that. That's very cool. Oh, it's very obvious. Interesting. To me, anyway. I don't even know that there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's it's cool. I should record myself sometime and actually pay attention to it. Yeah, it's very it's very obvious. Like, you can almost get your... You go higher in octave when it's uh, from oral, when you orgasm from oral, your sounds. And then it's really kind of more like a guttural thing when it's from penetration. That's because I like penetration more. Yeah. Yeah, it's very obvious. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. So <laughs> anyway, I want his cock out. I tell him as much. We both kind of stand up by the edge of the bed and he starts undressing himself. And this was very hot because, I mean, Nick is a beautiful man anyway, but I felt like there was some extra swagger as he's taken off his clothes. I don't know what it was about our energy that day, but as he's taking his clothes off, he's giving me this look like he just wants to eat me up and I'm giving it right back to him. It's that hotel room sex is it, what it is. It could absolutely yeah, be. Hotel That's energy. part of it for yeah. sure that we've talked so many times. We talked last week about that. The fucking hotel sex gets me every time. Yep. So he's giving me all of these eyes and taking his clothes off and he reveals this fucking phenomenal cock and of course I get down and I start sucking it. Actually, I think I sat down on the bed and kind of squatted down to suck his cock, which was also kind of hot to me because, I don't know, it was just like the perfect height for me to be able to do that and it also felt like I was so 
wanting his cock in that moment. I was so excited to have it that I didn't want to like push him away from the bed and get down on my knees and go through that whole process. It was like, let me just have your fucking cock right here. Yeah, I totally get that. So I'm sucking his cock and I'm grabbing him around his legs and he clearly takes very good care of his body because his legs are just muscular. And I remember this moment very distinctly of wrapping my hands around his thighs as much as I could. And they were like flexing while I was pushing him him more into my mouth that felt like a very manly thing like his legs you know his muscles are like rippling under my fingers as i'm pushing him into my mouth very sexy well ordinarily when i am playing with nicole during the day he's on a bike ride so that's what he's doing yeah he takes great care of himself and his legs clearly show it so and i love men's legs i'm a sucker for that i know most women are all about the arms but i would so much rather a guy have really strong legs because to me it just feels masculine i get it i don't know i fucking love it so anyway sucking his cock and he gets so nice and hard and i love i've talked about this before with nick too but i love when he gets hard in my mouth because he is somebody who gets incredibly thick and i like that it it almost takes it doesn't almost it takes a lot of extra effort for me to really get my mouth around it the more that he's aroused and getting larger in my mouth that's a very i don't know it's just a it's kind of like me loving that i'm kind of coming on his hand or that i'm getting wet on on his hand it's that idea of i'm doing this to you and i'm seeing the results of it or feeling the results of it in my mouth yeah it's a sexual achievement oh it's fucking hot so he gets nice and hard for me he goes and puts on a condom i lay on my back he gets on top of me and we go to town yeah you this woke me up i know passionate fucking sex i would have been shocked if we didn't wake you both up because it was a lot of dirty talk i mean at first he's being really kind of gentle and nice with the talk it's like oh you're so beautiful you're so sexy pretty quickly it turns into i love that pussy i love that cock that cock feels amazing oh you're so fucking deep how does that feel just i mean it got naughty and dirty and i loved it at one point he is sweating on me his sweat is dripping from his forehead to my forehead and I'm kind of trying to wipe it away from it for him a little bit but I mean the reality is I didn't care I thought it was hot yeah it's too late at that point and he is just drilling into me and it, I mean this lasted for a while there was at one point when I kind of tried to arch my back up a little bit to create a little bit different of an angle and he is going deep inside of me he's a big dude he's a well-endowed man so the fact that he is just hitting this spot as i'm arching myself into his cock oh my god it was nice oh yeah, i loved it. it it was definitely one of the those points that woke me up uh, nicole certainly got woken up and then she kind of rolled over and went right back to sleep and i realized that you guys were in the middle clearly of fucking and then i just went back to sleep i could hear it i listened to it for a few minutes and then i was out but you definitely woke me up for sure Oh, I loved it. So like I said, he made me come a couple of times. We kind of stopped and we were laying on the bed together, just kind of petting on each other. And we do this a lot. Nick and I love to go from kind of really high crescendos to taking these little breaks and then kind of back up, amping it back up. There's something that just feels fun about that to me. Like it's a roller coaster that we're on together during this time. So I like those moments of us kind of coming down. We stop. We talk about how great it was. I wipe the sweat away from his forehead. And then we immediately immediately start making out again. I'm wrapping my legs around him. I go back down to sucking his cock and he's telling me how good it feels and he's running his fingers through my hair and I'm rubbing my hands up and down his thighs and once again just all of this physical contact and my body just felt I I remember this so distinctly because he was running his hands through my hair and then kind of down onto my back and it was sending like these hot shivers all the way down my body and I knew that like I had the goosebumps going on. I could feel them. It was just one of those moments where, again, we've talked about it many times and I'm not going to beat it to death, but it's one of those things where I, I felt so comfortable in that moment because I'm so comfortable with him that I just let myself kind of go and feel all those things and really feel the sensations and enjoy all of the little moments of the sex. Well, it's like, you know, you, you play with someone enough and you have a, a rapport with them and a friendship with them and there's, there's a relationship there. Uh, you know, all of those inhibitions go away so you're not worried about the, all the little nuances like you know is my no i am focused on the nuances that's my point right, but you're not concerned about is my hair fucked up or am i sweating right or, i just, can enjoy you know. 
the nuances because nothing else matters. Right. That's what it is. You know, I yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking about, you know, oh, is he seeing my muffin top hanging out or anything like that? I'm just allowing myself to enjoy his fingers running down my back as I'm sucking his cock and just having all of these different sensations and all of these hormones swirling and, oh my God, it was amazing. So then he puts on another condom and I bend over on the bed and he enters me from behind and I've talked many times about how sensual Nick is, but there is something about him being behind me that all of a sudden the sensual aspects of his personality kind of go out the window. Well, it's a very animalistic. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I also think it's a little bit less connected, maybe. For sure, for sure. You're not having that eye contact with each other. And so you can kind of get lost in, yeah, the feeling of it. You're not necessarily as focused on the other person. You're more so focused on, like, his cock going in, in and out of me. Yeah, and you're focused so, at the, uh, you know, the, the job at hand, you know, the task at hand. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Like, as soon as I turn around, he enters me. All of a sudden, he's grabbing me around the waist and he's grabbing onto one of my ass cheeks and talking about how great my ass is. And he's kind of not pulling my hair, but at one point he kind of grasped some of my hair, almost in a little bit more of a controlling motion. And he is just fucking me and he's fucking me harder and I'm telling him to fuck me harder. And again, keep in mind this entire time I'm thinking as these naughty, dirty things are coming out of my mouth, I'm wondering, are Nicole and Brian next door hearing any of this? And if so, what are they thinking right now? So that's fueling all of it for me. Well, and again, you you guys played for a while. And so I don't even know how long we were laying there, but I did wake up kind of just before you guys were done. And I think Nicole was kind of in and out, but we were talking a little bit and we could still hear you guys. So you were still having at it before you ever came into the other room. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that there was kind of this fantasy in my mind of like, oh, are we going to, and of course I knew we weren't going to because your back was bad. But as he's fucking me from behind and I'm telling him like, fuck me deeper, fuck me harder. I'm thinking to myself, are we inspiring them next door? Or at the very least, are we getting Nicole wet and Brian just a little bit hard? And that was exciting for me. It really did just, like I said, it fueled everything. And it, it added a different element to the play than I think I've personally experienced ever. Well, because it was both of you. It wasn't yeah. just you. It wasn't just her. It was both of you in that other room. And that idea to me was very erotic. There's no question. It could have been more so had she and I been playing. But, you know, that wasn't in the cards. But being able to hear even for a short period of time, is always super hot. I, I always forget what types of emotions that conjures up. When you're in another room, you can't see, and you can hear your partner in, a, in, you know, in an adjacent room or a, a room down the hall. There's something really intense about that, much more so than the visual. You know, you get, a, I, personally, I get a lot more out of just the audible. Yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to agree with you on that, but I would for agree sure. with you for sure. Well, so- that's part of why we, you and I play the way we play. The visual is not what does it for me. Not at all. And of course, I get too focused on you. So it's really that that knowing that something's happening and I kind of can paint my own picture of what's happening. That's the hottest part for me. So he's fucking me like crazy from behind. We're talking dirty to each other. He's once again sweating onto my back. In fact, at one point he dripped some sweat like onto my ass and it kind of rolled onto the side. I felt it go all the way down my body. And I was very focused on that in the moment because that's the moment that I realized how sensitive my skin was. I get to this point with sex, especially when it's really good sex, where it's like every single cell on my body feels something. You're hypersensitive. Yes. And I focus on that and it it makes it even better for me. It's just, oh, I love it. So he's fucking me like crazy from behind. And then at one point he says, I'm getting ready to come. And I don't think that there are hotter words that a man can say, in my opinion. I find it so fucking hot. I love to know when someone's coming. I think we mentioned this last week with Leo, but I don't like when guys are silent when they're getting ready to come. I love knowing that I am partially responsible for you getting to that place. And also the way that Nick said it, it was the tone in his voice. It was so obvious that he was in just this state of pleasure. And once again, I am partially responsible for that. Yeah. Knowing that that's the whole thing, right? It's that satiation. I I talk about it a lot. I prefer that my partner be satiated long before I am because that fuels me. Knowing that you are responsible for that in some way, 
and providing a, your partner with that is that's like a fucking huge turn off. Well, and you. I'm getting the audible responses from him letting me know that because like I said it was like it wasn't like oh I'm getting ready to come. It was like oh my god, I'm I'm getting ready to come. And his like voice went down an octave and all of a sudden he's grabbing onto my hips a little bit harder right. and he does this amazing thrust and then just kind of stays deep inside of me as he's coming. Of course he has a condom on, but that was so fucking hot. So hot. And he is grunting and making these amazing moaning noises. And then my favorite part of the entire thing, which I'm not even sure he realized he did. Maybe he did. I thought it was so fucking cool and such a turn on is he kind of pulls out of me slowly and then he's he's kind of like humped over onto me almost like just creating that body to body contact yeah and then he just lets out this groan and he goes oh brenna and i'm like oh that is so hot so hot i loved it yeah when you provide someone with that level of of pleasure and ecstasy i mean it's just you know that's next level well, shit it's almost like he couldn't verbalize like oh that felt so no good. he had no more words it wasn't a full sentence it was just two, you know three syllables oh brenna and again the way he said it and his body's on top of me and we're both sweating and it was i don't know it was a hot fucking moment yeah when you're able to provide that kind of you know enjoyment for someone particularly when it's like that physical body to body contact that's you know that's next level shit for me yeah and again so we finish up we kind of kiss on each other we thank each other i go into the other room to kind of clean up because all of my stuff is in there my soap is in yeah. there i wanted to kind of wash my face off so i walk into the room and nicole and you were laying on the bed you can tell she's not fully asleep but you know certainly not up and going and you looked asleep yeah i was pretty much out of it you came in you got you guys started talking you and uh nicole and that's what woke me up. And then, of course, I realized you guys had finished up. I had no idea how much time had passed. And we actually had to get going because we went to see friends. Well, completely effortlessly. I come back into the room. She kind of smiles at me. She asked how it was. I was like, fantastic. She gets up, goes back to their room. I lay down in bed with you for a couple minutes after cleaning up. And it's like that, it, you know. The all is right in the world again. We're with our partners after he and I have just had this fucking hot hotel experience together. And again, that is not something that I would feel comfortable doing with very many people. That felt special to me. Well, shortly after that, like I said, we had to, I had to drag my ass off to bed. We had to change, shower, clean up. We went to eat and then we went to visit friends. So we spent the entire evening together. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. So after you guys played, and of course we had the, the, the party the following day, but after you guys played, and Nicole and I were laying on the bed next to each other sleeping. There was no, there's no awkwardness. There's no weirdness. We're, it, we're all just friends that just happened to sleep with each other's partners. Yeah. So it was just effortless kind of, you know, fun evening other than the fact that I wanted to just lay down. We had a great fucking time, you know, we got to see some more friends and we went to their home and, and all of us just had a great fucking time and never, never once is there any kind of uneasy moment, you know? No, no. Yeah. It was, it was truly to me, a showing of how comfortable we are with them, how, like you said, effortless the relationship is with them at this point, because I didn't have to think about any of it. It just kind of all fell into place. And there was never a point once especially action got going that I was concerned about anything. And I also feel confident enough that like if something were to not be right, they would speak to us about it because sure. we're close enough that we should be able to do that. And I, I feel confident that they would. Yeah. So I just it's one of those things where it's it's a catch 22 because in the beginning of the episode we were talking about you know variety and creativity and me exploring some of these fantasies but then you also look at the beauty of something like we have with nick and nicole and how comfortable we are with them and how special it is that we've created this bond with them that has yielded so many ridiculously hot nights and afternoons with them yeah and that's the, like i said that's the part that i struggle with when you know listen i get it the the newness the the unknown the freshness of playing with someone that you've never met before and you know have probably likely never going to see again i get all of that there's an eroticism to that there's no question but for me the familiarity and being able to do what what you just described with ease and have a great time with people with or without clothes on 
and to build those kind of bonds and and those relationships to me that that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, I, but I get I the one off. Both. I want both. I want to be able to have these beautiful moments with friends and be a gigantic slut that makes a memory that I'll be able to look back on 30 years from now and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that I had this amazing hot experience. I want both. Well, but I, I guess my point is though that there's nothing wrong with that. You can have both. And the good news is you can do that and still have experiences that, hey, listen, you know, some of these one-offs, maybe they're not going to be great. But at the end of the day, we always have friends like you know, Nick and Nicole, and we know that those experiences are going to be great. So it makes whatever faux pas take place that much less relevant. You yeah. know, it just doesn't matter. Like, ah, I was a, we tried, it didn't work out. No big deal. We still have our friends that we know we're always going to enjoy being with. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that was our hot Phoenix time or my hot Phoenix time. You did not have hot Phoenix. I did time. not. <laughs> I had painful Phoenix time. <laughs> so I hopefully had enough fun for both of us. And we talked a lot more in our bonus episode this week. We actually recorded it before we jumped on here about the fantasy. If you want to hear some of the things we're trying to put together, we're not going to talk about it on the actual podcast episodes until it happens, unless you're a Patreon member and unless you go listen to the bonus episodes. We also offer a chat group, Telegram, which is a reason that a lot of people jump on Patreon. It is the most supportive, amazing group. We talk about literally everything you could imagine, everything from jealousy to insecurities to bucket list items, sexy pictures, everything you can imagine. And it's just a supportive group of true friends. And if you if you want to experience that, we would love for you to come do so. You can find all of our bonuses at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. I will also say OnlyFans is getting a little bit of a revamp. In fact, I haven't even told you this, but there's a gentleman coming into town oh. that's a fairly big creator that I might be creating with very soon. Very nice. So if you want to see some of that fun and also just some of the fun I've been having at home solo, you can find that at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. Make sure you find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, TikTok at Front Porch Swingers, and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. And again, don't forget to to find all of our event info at members.frontporchswingers.com. Yeah, we got a lot of shit coming up. We've got events, we got parties, we got splash taking place in Atlanta, June 2nd through the 5th. Cannot wait for that. We've got Denver coming up July 23rd. Fucking love Denver. Of course, Pod Bash, as we talked about, and Hot Wives of Las Vegas this week on the 21st. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>